would you want physical games? Shut up, if John. They, I like physical wait, games. Let me finish the statement. Why would you want physical games if they're not retro? Because I like my physical games, okay? I'm weird. Take up space. They do take up space, but I like the space that it takes up. Let me enjoy my physical games. No. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, while I was waiting on uh, Shane to come over for a terrible football show. So, TFT is still fun. Uh, John and I hit up some Unite earlier. That was a uh, that was a time. Yeah, it was something. It was something. That's the best way we can describe it. Get John got to play Decidueye for the first time, paper mache. But you know, he did he did a lot of damage. He had that going for him. <laughs> you know what I miss, John? What's that? Halus Reactor. <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard in a while. This was a four versus four. Uh, tactics game so okay. you got a team of four everyone chose the character and then you got pitted against another team of four. First team to the who gets five kills or the most kills and i think it was like 20 30 turns it was 20 turns 20 turns wins I, I still have a screenshot from i think it was a an eight to nine game on round 27 yeah and once the team hits five the other opposing team has the rest of that turn to match that kill, and it keeps going until one team gets one kill up on the other. Yeah, so, was, so an eight nine score is ridiculous. But yeah, it was, it was just like a tactics game, like he said, where your turn order depended on what moves you were using. Yeah, it had sort of phases because everyone makes their choices of what their characters can do all at the same time, mm. and so you move based on whether you did a prep move. A, uh, I forget what the second turn was, but more or less a movement skill or an attack skill or I guess an action skill of some sort, whether it be attacking, healing, whatever it was. And more or less, it was also a rock, paper, scissors thing of if you threw a prep skill out, it would hurt anyone who did a dash action. But if you did a dash action first, it would avoid any uh, active actions. I'm assuming since you said you missed it, the game is just dead. Oh yeah, it's dead. Oh yeah, server's yeah. been down for like three years. Yeah, okay. it was. It's just a a good time to remember. Speaking of good time to remember, finally happened this week. So, you know, it's been set up for a while. But, hey, look, you started I, your rapper career? Not that. That's still in the works. Uh, no, the uh, legacy <laughs> Halo servers shut down this past week. Right. I, yeah. That was sad. I saw someone post a video where it's like showing the world population zero and the, the dark map with the menu music, and I'm just like, damn, this music really sets the mood. <laughs> yeah, oh, he, man. he just sent me a, a, a text that had it on. That's that's what it said. It said, the, the music, this music really sets the mu- mood, and I was like, okay. What okay. music? I was like, well, I saw I saw this this the picture of it, and I was like, okay, yeah. You know what? Good message. <laughs> good <laughs> message. Well, hey, that's all I can ask for. It's a good message out of John. It wasn't good enough to reply to. No. But. Well, I mean, if that's the case, I think 95% of messages aren't good enough for you to reply to. That's not inaccurate. No? <laughs> you, you you own up to this. Because I thought it was funny when, uh, you know, when John was in the process of buying his house, John's like, this is the most that I've ever actually responded to text messages in my life. <laughs> Just because he had to. Oh, but yeah, shout out to the Halo servers, man. I, I actually got to watch, uh, I checked out a, a video earlier of uh, someone who, who caught it in the act. Like, there was a, they were in a lobby full of uh, players, and oh. the lobby just just disappeared. And it was that moment that the uh, servers couldn't shut down. It's like, damn, this, uh, this is depressing. But, you know, it, it, it's time has come. You know, that I mean, that was a hell of a stretch, man. Like, uh, 07 to, like, you know, 2012. Like, that was a hell of a stretch for Halo 3. I mean, it was yeah. it was unreal. That was a fucking time. You know, that was one of the best. Like, that was really one of the best examples of you really had to be there. You really did. I mean, That it, was also it, a big time of the Xbox Live yeah. mechanics and everything. Because, I mean, Xbox Live is still a thing. But yeah. 
and has communities and whatnot. But that was a very active community just in general at Xbox Live yep. where people actually used mics and weren't just complete asshats to each other all the time and actually grouped up with the just randos they met. Yeah, no, you're right. That happened a lot. Yeah. It's not like these days where when, when you go into a game and someone has a mic, you go, God damn it, and go try to find a find mute. It to mute it. <laughs> find a mute, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. You know, because it's also like, you know, because um, like back in like those days, Xbox Live and 360 and stuff, uh, me and me and some of the boys, we'd jump between like whether it be Halo 3, like Gears of War or like Modern Warfare 2. It's like Modern Warfare 2 and really any Call of Duty, you go into Search and Destroy and you're kicked out of a party, you know, and you have to be in game chat for Search and Destroy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that was that, you know, there were there were there were times where me and the boys might mute the entire lobby because they were all fucking annoying. But a lot of the times it's just like, eh, just be in there and chat with people, you know, and that time is long past. Yes. Good times though. Good times. You can still get it in some games on PC, but yeah, yeah. I I feel like uh, you know playing some multiplayer games. I feel like it's pretty rare when I encounter someone with like playing like any sort of Halo multiplayer right now. It's rare when I find someone with a mic. I'll start hearing someone talk. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm confused what I'm hearing just because of how little it actually happens. But see, the most I've gotten recent was when I was actually being someone active in Valorant, and I was actually getting consistent people with mics. I mean, it's pushed to talk on Valorant, right. but people were actually using it for, like, call-outs and whatnot. Well, yeah. In a game like that, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, it does, but even then, I was still... Like, I've still had other games like that where no one's not really using mics, and I was just like, okay. Right. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump into everything. Uh, let's kick things off with the rumor mill. Uh, what do we have going on this week? So, the rumors we have that are possible and may make something is Screen Enix was ready to reveal their next... PlayStation first-party exclusive game, but may have delayed it. It's revealed to take to not take away from one Final Fantasy 16, and supposedly it's not a Final Fantasy game or a Kingdom Hearts game. I'd be surprised if it was Kingdom Hearts to me personally, since that series is supposed to be done now. But who knows? I'm, I'm, if it's going to be a PlayStation exclusive, I wonder what it would be. If, uh, if it's not going to be Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts, what? a JRPG. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> it's Square Enix. That, okay, that's fair. It's probably all right. Uh, mystery solved. <laughs> I mean, as to what actual kind of type of JRPG is going to be, I mean, there's a. They usually have a very specific wheelhouse of some type of fantasy esque world or steampunky world. They usually don't deviate too much from one or the other. That seems about accurate for Square Enix, honestly. I mean, if they do, great for Square Enix. But for most of the Square Enix stuff that's come out in the last decade, that's about where in their warehouse is. They have a few oddballs here and there. But other possible delays coming up is Redfall could be delayed, according to reports. Yeah, so I saw that starting to pick up steam. Like, whenever I found that initially, you know, I kind of read the initial, like, post about it, whatever. And then after that, like... Like, probably about three hours later, whew, I was seeing that pick up I mean, a lot I'm of not scene. really surprised by that because, I mean, besides getting the Redfall trailer back during um, E3 or E3, Summer Game Fest, yeah. one of the two, don't remember. Yeah, it was one of those two. I think it was E3. I, think, was yeah, I, think, I think it was. Um, and it was it's supposed to apparently come out in, I think it was, like you said, April or May at the time of that trailer. I think so. Sounds and right. we've still heard nothing more about it, so yeah. I was sort of feeling there was going to be a delay of some sort. Yeah, because I was going to say, this is, this is one that, when I initially saw like saw it on the list for today, I was like, I don't remember what this is because I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, it's that. Do you remember which one it was? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's like I, I went back and looked at it, looked at it, but 
Like it's like couldn't remember it because there's just been nothing about it. Yeah. Besides that trailer, and the only other thing really with Redfall, just because that art style, I feel like a lot of people are gonna have it's think it's gonna have like Fortnite vibes mm-hmm. with all the little mechanics we saw and whatnot, and just having that same style as Fortnite. So that could either hurt or hinder it, either be help it or hinder it. And which exact studio was this? Because I know it's coming from Bethesda, but is this from Arcane? I believe this was the weird Arcane one, yes. Okay, because I think it's by the creators of, like, Dishonored, right? So that's Arcane, right? Yeah, that's Arcane. Okay, then, yeah. Then, yeah, it's that. It, it's them. Okay, just want to confirm. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen shit out of it. Um, but, you know, I mean, if it does get delayed, I don't feel like that's necessarily going to be surprising. So I'm kind of with you on that because we haven't seen anything out of it to this yeah. point, so. But something to get hopes of, apparently Respawn is working on a triple-A single-player FPS that isn't Titanfall. Fall Titan. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I'm not sure what Respawn's working on because Respawn gave us Apex out of nowhere. So they got a pretty open door of questionable what they could be doing. Honestly, what I would like to speculate, though, is possibly them doing some sort of single-player Apex Legends spinoff, which is how big Apex is. I don't think they would do that. I would actually probably play that, honestly. Because, like, Apex is, like, very fascinating to me, and all the characters are cool, but I'm just bad. I'll openly admit it. I'm bad. I'm bad at the game, so I don't play it. (laughs) I mean, I would think it'd be cool just because I'm an Apex fan, but I don't see them honestly doing that, to be honest. Well, I did see one little extra tidbit to that, that the game is going to apparently focus a lot on, like, mobility is one aspect about it. So maybe you're not too far off. I mean, most Respawn games have mobility. Yeah. yeah, And just the fact that they're working on, a like, a single-player FPS game, you know what? I'm, I'm down because, like, it's, it's, like, didn't play much Titanfall. Played a little bit of it. Yeah. Great time. But Apex, I mean, I've got... Hundreds of hours into Apex at this Same. point, and respawn on it. I'm down. So yeah, I'd be curious to see because there's not a whole lot of single player story based FPS games anymore. Most there's, f- there's really not. Most FPS is just immediate multiplayer. Because that was my first thought when I saw that. It was like, damn, there's not many single player FPS. That doesn't really happen that much anymore. The last one that was sort of big that I remember was First Order. Oh yeah. Forgot and about that's been a couple of years. I can't really think of any at the moment off the top of my head that have come out within like the last two or three years. Yeah, I can't think of anything else because like you said, it's just like normally when you got FPS, it's just automatically, all right, well, multiplayer. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'd be open to it. You know, it's it's nice to kind of see some changes here and there in the gaming industry. Yeah. So we'll be curious to see if we get anything out of that because I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, here's one which could be slightly... Worrying or help out. Uh, Insomniac potentially working on a Marvel multiplayer game. I mean, I trust them completely at this point. I, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> so far, Marvel games are hit and, hit, hit and miss. We've had one good hit, and we've had one terrible miss. Insomniac's been just having hits after hits over the last couple of years, so it could be good. But the question becomes, what's it going to be? Yeah, see, if it's multiplayer, my first thought was Fantastic Four. That's that's immediately where my my mind went with it. But like you said, Insomniac they've they've been having hit after hit, but 
the multiplayer aspect of it has me a little worried. I was about to say, because Insomniac's been working on a bunch of single-player games yeah, they're, versus multiplayer. Yeah. So it's like while they've while they've had these like great game like great game after great game come out, they've all been similar like similar styles, similar uh similar to the point where you don't have to worry about okay, so whatever's happening over here, you got someone else over there yeah. doing their own thing. So it's a little worrying, but at the same time I'm I'm optimistic about it. Ooh, I just thought. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 4. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Put that in Somniac's hands? That'd be fucking dope. That would also mean that it's going over to, uh, you know, PlayStation instead of, like, how 3 was on the Switch only. I honestly really don't hope for that. I mean, those games had their time and... They did. Their moments are sort of like Lego games at this point. John, how was 3? You're the only person I know that got it. I didn't play very much of it. Well, that tells you something. <laughs> I tried to go back and play it recently, and I just wasn't having fun with it. <laughs> but no, Insomniac, like I have my, they they have my complete trust at this point. And you know, when it comes to the Marvel games, like we had the obviously the one massive miss with Avengers, but you know, Guardians phenomenal, Miles phenomenal, Spider Man phenomenal. Um, you know, that just being the recent ones that we had, we have Midnight Suns coming out. That looks promising. Wolverine, we don't know anything about it, but it's from Insomniac, so I can, we can maybe assume it will be good, just depending on how what direction they want to take with it. And then, of course, Spider-Man 2. Um, I, I, I don't know. You know, with, it, with, if, if Somniac's, you know, running it, you know, I like what John said, I'm optimistic. You know, and, and you know, I feel like if you're going to do multiplayer, I feel like Fantastic Four would actually be, I feel like that could be an interesting uh, game, personally. I, I, I really do. I'd, I'd be here for that. Well, the more thing I'm curious about is it says multiplayer, so yeah. it may not necessarily be like a story-based mul- multiplayer. Yeah, that's something else to consider. Never know. We may get a Marvel version of um, a MOBA, like we had DC for a couple years. I'd be down. There is one. There was one. No, there is one. There's a DC MOBA again? No, Marvel. Oh. There is a Marvel MOBA, but it has not come out over here, and apparently it will not. I just found out about it recently. Uh, and I thought it looked so fucking cool. And I was watching videos on it and stuff, and I go to find out that it was like originally announced to come over here, and then they pull the plug on it. So it, it's not coming. Oh, it's a Korean game? Yeah. Dude, it looks so fucking fun. Okay. I wish I wish we could have it. So that's thrown out the window, but I mean, still, maybe they go multiplayer game genre instead of story-based, but considering it's Insomniac, that's probably on the lower end. I'm just throwing it out there to throw it out there, honestly. See if I can get the name for that while you go yeah, over the next one. I was going to say, because just, just by virtue of it being Insomniac, I'm less inclined to think that it's going to be like a more, tra- more traditional multiplayer game yeah. and more of like a story co-op type thing. Yeah, more or less a more more likely to be a couch co-op game versus a internet co-op yeah. game. Yeah, the couch co-op or like just online co-op as well it's something something like that makes more sense coming from insomniac so some other rumors that we're gonna steal from another source uh from a recent nate the hate pod talking about a metro prime metroid prime hd remaster possible to come out second half of 2022 is probable xenoblade 3 expects it 2022 but could get slightly pushed back into 2023. And a new Fire Emblem in 2022 from three house developers and Fire Emblem remake slash West release 
for genealogy of a holy war, likely 2023. That, like, when they, it was him and uh, MVG, uh, they were talking about, like, what they've kind of heard and stuff. Because Nate is just like, yeah, you know, he's just an insider. Yeah. You know, that's his, that's his thing. You know, and this is all stuff that they've both heard. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to Fire Emblem talking about it, you know, he first let off with Genealogy of a Holy War. He's just like, that one, a remake, you know, for that coming over, you know, you know, it is a, coming over here for the first time. That is in the works, but it's not, you know, expected until 2023. But he did say, then followed up, but there will be a new Fire Emblem this year, a brand new Fire Emblem on the Switch by the developers from Three Houses. Uh, it is expected to release sometime in summer, summer-ish months, like a quarter, like end of quarter two, like quarter three sort mm-hmm. of range, uh, you know, and it's going to introduce a lot more uh, mechanics to it since the dev- devs are more used to the engine they ran with three houses. Yeah. So, you know, but he said that, that you know, that is very much what he has kind of been told and heard, and that got me so fucking excited when I, I mean, heard that. I'll be curious about it. I mean, it's about the right time for a new Fire Emblem game. It is, yeah. if you've ever stuck with Fire Emblem series before three houses, it's usually a couple games years in between each one, at least over here in the West. I don't know how quick they come out over in uh, Japan and stuff like that, but it's usually a couple years in between. Yeah, because I think it was <clears throat> several episodes back, We it's like we got talking about the fact that it it seems about time for a new one to come yeah. out. So I, I, wouldn't, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if a new one does come out this year. And especially if it's going to be like summer around the same release that uh, – um, Three houses. Thank you. Three houses was not that far away, you know. Because at this point, you know, we're gonna be. It's always tough to predict. Obviously, it's Nintendo we're talking about, but we should be expecting probably a direct, like what, maybe next month. Yeah. You know, to kind of further lay out the roadmap of what to expect. I mean, we could get this announcement for a new Fire Emblem like literally like next month, and then you know, um, you know, then just more details on it at whatever's happening this summer. I'm very curious where they're gonna take a story with a new Fire Emblem though, because. It's about that time where they try and change the formula. Because if you go back to some of the Fire Emblems, they do have sort of the same basic uh, story elements. Like the previous one before Three Houses was <coughs> Birthright, Conquest, yes, and right. Revelations, which was three different stories in one game. Yep. Same one at Three Houses, three different houses, three different stories, same game. Yep. So I'm curious if we're going to get a third one Again, with that sort of three different stories, or if they're going to change the formula of this upcoming one, if we get an announcement for it. I feel like they may just stick with the same formula, honestly, just because of how much gameplay it adds. You know, because, I mean, it just adds people being on your game. I mean, I've got, like, 250 hours on three houses, most because of the replayability of it. I mean, that's fine. It's just I know there's usually a change of Fire Emblem at some point in time that's, where that's fair. they change up that sort of base setting. Right. I'm not saying they've not necessarily will on this one because i mean it's still in that sweet spot but i'm i personally wouldn't mind seeing it just because i always like a little bit of change in setting see i i'm kind of with you i wouldn't i wouldn't mind seeing seeing the little shake up to it uh for this go around but i'm kind of inclined to think they may just stick with it for another game because of how popular Three Houses got, mm-hmm. that is, yeah, it's true. It made it a mainstay over here, man. So they, because of the because of how high it reached, uh, they may just decide, you know what, let's do something similar to that again, and then really push it the next time. It's like we'll take the bases of it, add a little more to it, get a different story for it, and then next time we'll next time we'll change it up. Yeah. And also, I do have the name of that MOBA. It is a uh, Marvel Super War. 
and it, like I said, it is uh, not available in our country. Uh, it was supposed to release at some point, and they pulled the plug on it. But if you want to get it, you can download another app store called TapTap, and you can download it on TapTap. So I might try it now that I have Tap Tap. Oh man! Because me and you, because Zach and yeah. I are signed up for Talk Op Destiny, a mobile game coming out. That's. I mean, hopefully it's good. If it's saying that, the only thing is I still wish we had the uh, DC one of Infinite Crisis. Mm. That was a good MOBA. That was a lot of fun. It was fun. <laughs> Another dead game that we played years back. <laughs> Just f in the chat for all the dead games. <laughs> Drop a comment down below your favorite dead game. I would love to hear from you. <laughs> Fandango. <laughs> or is that what it's called? I forget. It's the Grim Reaper. It's one of the Grim Reaper games. Mm. Or is it? Yeah, I'll remember I don't know what you're on about. It's on Steam. It's the old PS2 game. Came out back in like originally like 2014, or not 2014, 2004. Now, here's a very random dead game for you that just popped in my head, and it's a dead game that I never even fucking played, but I watched him play it. And it looked so goddamn cool. And it was like that that Titans game. I think it was another MOBA that it was only like in like a pre-alpha or beta phase. And it never ended up releasing. Uh, uh, like it was, was like Gods or something. Realm of the Titans? I think that's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I watched him play that over at my place. Uh, and it looked so much fun. But it just unfortunately never came out. Yeah, I miss those days. A bunch of free games. But, I mean, that's my last rumor is the stuff from Nate the Hate. Um, any speculation on your Metroid Prime HD since you're always been banging that for that, Alex? I mean, I fully expect it, I fully expect it to happen at this point. You've you know, only been calling it for about a decade. two years now. Yeah, about two years. You know, <laughs> I'll get it right eventually, you know. I mean, it... it it, I, I just I do fully believe it's going to happen. It is just a matter of time. Um, you know, I feel like it's going to help. Uh, number one, with what Metroid Dread uh, did for Metroid this past year, um, and then also to help build up for Metroid Prime 4 hype, I, I just think it makes too much sense to go back to Metroid Prime, a game that a lot of people consider one of the one of the greater games of made of all time. That's a legit statement. That's not me saying it. Uh, I mean, I, I just think it's going to happen. I really do. IGN doesn't agree. <laughs> No, it was on that list. I mean, it was on that list, but it wasn't the number one. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not number one. I'm saying one of the best. And apparently that is one of the best, according to IGN. That list was interesting, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do we have going on for the news this week? Yeah, let's see. We got a Hitman trilogy coming uh, January 20th, including... Including two Game Pass. Yeah, it's coming out on everything. That's bad English. Yeah, English. It was bad English, but yeah, it's coming to everything. the the tri- <laughs> The trilogy was announced, and then they, you know, they said it was coming to Game Pass, and that, that was actually pretty exciting for me because this is a, these are games I've always been interested in, but not enough for me to buy them. Have so. you ever played a Hitman game? No, and that's why I've always had interest, but okay. I never wanted to buy them. Yeah, I I haven't ever really played a Hitman game. I've just watched Hitman speedruns. Those are very fun to watch. <laughs> We got, uh, let's see, uh, Trevenant announced for Unite coming January 20th. Which is just a big spooky tree. A lot of stuff is coming out next Thursday, apparently. Yeah, yep. it seems like it. They they all like the 20th. Unite's been giving me a lot of grass love, and I have not played enough Unite. <laughs> is that thing like a grass dark type or some crap? Grass, grass ghost. Oh, it's a grass ghost? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I love the animation <laughs> for uh, the wood hammer. It's just a, a transparent green hammer. <laughs> it was so stupid. That's so weird. <laughs> it's just, it's like a little cone effect. Yeah, and then it a, is. And then like this weirdly transparent green hammer just goes boop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Trevenant will like swing to the side or he'll just like take both arms and just, just bop you with it. <laughs> it looks so dumb. Oh, I love it. I uh, love it. Tencent. Yep. Hey, they're doing their best. I mean, they have the mobile market. Yeah, that's their thing. <laughs> right, then we got uh, Kirby Forgotten Land coming March 25th. Woo! With co-op. Wait, what? Yeah, co-op's going to be with the game. Like an actual other Kirby, or is it like classic NES Kirby game and where you swallow an enemy and make them your ally? Um, The... Is it named like Waddle D? I think the uh, other Waddle D. Yeah. yeah, it's Waddle D because I think like, so the useless one. Yeah, because like the well, like the shot that everyone was sharing around because they thought it was funny was Waddle D and Kirby just sitting by a pond fishing together. <laughs> Waddle D's always there, but he's not as strong as Kirby. But he's there. Yeah, he's there to help. But yeah, co-op's gonna be with the game, so that's gonna be pretty. That's interesting. cool, yeah. actually. You wanna play some co-op? Yeah, let's do it. Because I, I I am getting this game day one. I probably yeah. will too. It, it looks like a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. It's it, it's a nice it's a nice change of pace for the Kirby franchise. What so, changed the Kirby franchise? Like this one being like a three D like adventure game. I mean, what has happened in the Kirby franchise since that? Before this, not that. I mean, what, what was the last what was the last Kirby game? Um, it was it like the D- Epic Yarn? Don't make this a question because I don't know. I'm asking you. <laughs> I yeah, I think it was like uh, the 3DS. No, game. Oh, oh, Star Allies. Star Allies. That was the last one that came out. That was just like a you know side scrolling multiplayer game. Okay. Yeah. 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 The the Kirby games for the last few years, like for the last few ones, have been more like handheld 3DS games mm-hmm. where they're the side scroller type. Yep. Gotcha. Because that's how Star Allies was too. Because I know Andy played it with like Alex a lot, and he he said that he enjoyed it, but I, I never bothered to check it out personally. Okay. Moving on from that, we have uh, Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection coming February 17th to the Switch. They didn't look good. I doubt they did. (laughs) They did not look good. (laughs) But whatever. I mean, for people who didn't play it before, I mean, you're not going to get a great looking game, but... You'll get a game. You'll get a... Looks like you'll get a collection that you can play on the go. All beatable in two days if you're quick enough. Yep. Shout out to Zach for speed running through as much Assassin's Creed as he could last summer. And then we have uh, this My Hero Academia Ultra Rumble announced for Xbox One, PS4, Switch, and PC. A free-to-play 24-player battle royale. That really came out of nowhere. That's a really small roster, or not roster, but... Grouping for a battle royale. It depends on the on the map size. I mean, I'll because, be curious about that because oh, I forgot the name of it. I just had it. There's a there's another battle royale uh, that's it, it's a smaller player count, but it's like uh, the the twist on it is you use magic with like different gauntlets, spellbreaker, spellbreakers. Yeah, it 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 that'd be hard so easy. It, yeah, <laughs> see that that one boasts a smaller a smaller player size. Yes, it does. So it it probably. Depending on the the map size, you may just be looking at smaller player counts to accommodate quicker matches, okay, or something like that. I mean, I I get it now because I mess with spellbreakers a little bit. I mean, it took a little bit getting used to initially, but I mean, because it 
felt so different from other BRs. <coughs> the people who were able to pick it up quicker were very noticeable because they just destroyed everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I was one of the ones who did not pick it up quickly, and then very. <laughs> but on the other side, I did very quickly drop it. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I'll be curious because the only recent BR I've played is a game called um, Internal Return, if I'm remembering correctly, and it's a MOBA BR. That sounds is that, interesting. Is that the one you it's told me? About, is that the one you yes. told me about on Steam? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You showed me that. Yeah. It's. I think it's. I think I have it like on my wish list. I was. Meant, I meant to download it. I mean, it's I, free to play. Yeah, I meant to download. I never did. If you pick it up, John, let me know. I always need a duo, buddy. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, with with this announcement, it looks like we might finally get Alex into BRs. I mean, I'll try it. It's. I mean, it's. I'll try it. Hey, he'll, do, he'll try it. Maybe he'll like the format. Finally, he's just gonna play Bakugo. There's nothing else he's gonna do. It doesn't matter if he likes Fuck the. Off. If Arch he off. likes the format, he'll get into other ones. Possible. Not likely to happen. I'm just stretching. Also, here. also more than likely true. This guy always says he's gonna play games and then doesn't play them. <laughs> hey, when are you gonna play Alan Wake? Oh yeah, the weekly reminder. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I'll play Alan Wake. I refuse to give up on this. I want to prove me people ask wrong. You this. Did you download it? No, I gotta buy it. Well, it's... I thought you had Jimmy's copy. Well, I mean, the remaster came out. I'm just gonna get that. I, mean, I do have gonna... Jimmy's copy, though. <laughs> it's still sitting on the shelf in there. Right, I'm just going to move on past this now. We got Stalker 2 delayed to uh, December 8th. That's a pretty heavy delay. That is a heavy delay. Yeah, because I think that was like, I think that was what part? That was, that was part of next month? No, I think it was actually March. I think okay. it actually got pushed back to March for a little bit. That's a, that's a big delay. <laughs> Dang, I wonder big... what happened there. Yeah. Uh, I will say it, it makes me a little... A little bit happier to see a game pushed far back than pushed back like a month or two. Because if, if you're going to delay the game, you might as well push it back like they're doing here. Just push it to the end of the year. Give yourself another basic seven to nine months of good work on it before mm-hmm. you before you worry about fine tuning it. That that gives me a little more a little more uh, what's the word confidence? Yeah, confidence to them. That's a fair point. That's a that's a fair point. I can respect that. And then we got a uh, Battlefield One and Battlefield Five have more active players than Battlefield Twenty Forty Two. I'm not surprised by this. <laughs> this was one of the few few things that when I when I heard it, I went, well, "Yeah." <laughs> People picked up Forty Two and then were not happy with it, mostly because it freaks out on people. Yeah. There was some decent amount of hype for 42 leading up to it. I was actually, it's probably the first Battlefield game I was looking forward to playing, but then, like, none of the preview gameplay or, like, the alpha and betas that they did made me interested at all. It, all I saw from it, I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe this isn't the one for me to jump in on. I know Jimmy was really excited for it, but I haven't talked to him if he ever actually got it or not because everything that kind of came out of it. So I'll have to ask him. Get his thoughts. I'm kind of curious. But I thought, I thought that was really funny when they showed up the uh, stats of all three of the games. And it's just like the other two are just like, it's not close. Yeah, because everyone who went to 2042 went back to the one they liked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. You hate, that's, love to see it. You hate to see it, just depending <laughs> on who you are. <laughs> we got uh, Take Two by Zenga for $12.6 billion. 
with plans to focus on a mobile push. Now the highest purchase of a studio <coughs> in gaming history. Why <coughs> this one? Because for anyone who doesn't know, Zynga's famous for making Farmville. Yep. Yeah. The you Facebook know what farm- game that took <coughs> over the world. You know what Farmville would be great to be played on? A phone. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, yeah, but now they can make the new Farmville. I think it's pretty cool. Co- <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's called Farmville 3. Yeah, they now they can make new new games to play on phones. But it's Take 2. I, I don't understand your point. It's Brutal here. Legend Mobile. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> Actually, hell, it might happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that is, that is an, an absolutely insane purchase. And it, it's also kind of eye-opening for a lot of people where... You know, when you hear, yeah, this is the highest, you know, purchase of a studio in gaming history. They're like, really? You know, Zangon's like, mobile markets are <laughs> very, it makes a lot of money. I mean, mobile market <laughs> does make a lot of money because there's a lot heavier uh, microtransactions. Yeah. It's just, we don't notice it as much over here in the West. Yep. But God dang, if that market isn't oh. just booming over in the East. Yeah, right. that's true. <laughs> I think I might, I don't know about you, Zach, but I know, I definitely know I play more mobile games than Alex here. Oh, you currently play more than me. More than I likely. play the most mobile games here, then. And let me tell you, when you're playing mobile games, you can very easily oh, tell yeah. who's got the money to, that they put in. Oh, yeah, it. most definitely. <laughs> I haven't been playing a mobile game lately, but, I mean, I pick some up from time to time. I mean, my biggest one was, like, last, not last year, but the year before I got into Fate, a Grand Order. And, like, I played that for a year straight, and I got into it. Well, it's like, I, I'm I'm big on, like, idle games and clicker games and like that. But I, I had one that I... Uh, was playing for two years every day, like actively playing yeah. it for probably two hours a day, and in it, it's it's a weird thing to see that in that somebody who could pick the game up that day, drop some money on it, and be much further along than me. Yeah, and believe me, I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> Versus me on the opposite with Grand Order is I went whale and. I rolled for some high characters. Got them. With my natural luck, I got them in like two rolls and then carried on. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> Mobile market is a powerful market. <laughs> and then uh, we got Microsoft confirmed that Forza Street is dead. Question: Who here knew what Forza Street was? I didn't know Forza Street was a thing until I saw this. I. Wasn't great, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it's dead. Yeah, that's I mean, also why no one remembers it. <laughs> it was okay for what it was. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised it's dead. Once, once I once I saw that and I kind of read into it, I'm just like, all right, yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> and then Phil Spencer calls for a cross-platform ban program, uh, as well as Halo players also calling for disabling cross-platform. Now, I do see Phil's point. I do. Because, I mean, you you get banned on PC for doing shit, then you can just hop over to console. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think that would be a very good thing to do, uh, the cross-band uh, program. And uh, then for the cross-platform, uh, like, disabling it. I mean, I I do see the argument, but me personally, I wouldn't want to see it go just because, like, I, you know, it just, it, it keeps it, it just keeps everything more open. Yeah, uh, and you know, I personally like that. At one point in time, I wouldn't have liked that, but now I've grown a lot more open to it. But yeah, I do see the arguments for it. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. 
Is it only for the ranked matches that you can select to not play or to, to only play? So you can you can do that for the ranked. I, I can see why they're why they like just kept that then because they I guess they figured the vast majority of the players aren't going to worry about it. It's the people who are playing the ranked matches that are going to be the ones who care. Yeah, they would definitely care the most. So and maybe I'm, they can just add it, add in that feature for casual play if, too. If they could do that, then that's it's like that'd be fine. But I mean. It it also depends. Like I don't, I didn't look into this that much, uh, so I don't know how big of a following or what what the player base is. If they're if it's all console players wanting it that are just playing casual games, getting matched against mouse and keyboard players, or if they're playing ranked and have it enabled. That I'm not sure of. I'd mm-hmm. like to. I I would like to be interested in a breakdown of that though. I would figure it's mostly casual players who. are just don't want to play against mouse and keyboard players. That'd be my guess as well. Which, if that's the case, I mean, maybe they'll add that option where you can where you can turn it off. But at the same time, that's a that's a big part of like keeping that community alive across both PC and console. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is. I mean, it's sort of interesting to think because when you think of big crossplay games, as much as I dislike the game on. Just me personally, Fortnite, which is literally a crossplay between all consoles and mobile. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because other other kind of big games that have somewhat been having to tackle this problem are is also Apex. Yeah. Because uh, that's more of the. It's like they they talk more about like controller aim assist and everything in that game. Yeah. But at the same time, it's the same. It's the same issue. Yeah. Where. You either you can't please everyone with it because if you take crossplay away from from the uh, the game, the PC community might die because they're the console community for that game is vastly larger. It is, but I mean, from what I remember on Apex, there is actually an option to turn crossplay off in Apex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that in in like Apex, yeah. for example. But that that game's gotten big enough to where It'll it can survive. it can support itself. Where Halo is. What was a dead game trying to revive itself? Yeah, that's actually that's the best way to put it. Honestly, Which, <laughs> if they turn off crossplay, it's quite possible it would suffer heavily. At, at least on the PC side, it would f- it would probably drastically fall. Yeah, that'd be my guess as well, uh, personally, because you know maj- a lot of people are you know buying Series S's right now because they're so they're more easy to obtain and the price point a very, very like welcoming price point. Yeah, uh, at three hundred dollars for what that machine can do. Versus 700 for an X. Yeah, especially since, you know, it is just free to play. So, I mean, you can just get a uh, <coughs> for 700 for an X. Uh, yeah, you can just get the, uh, you know, the Series S and then just download off Game Pass. I mean, it's like, what's the big deal if it's digital anyway? So, I mean, you know, that that is a good point that it, it, the PC side of things would really suffer. I, I just feel like the easiest fix for, in Halo's case, is just adding the options they have for ranked in there, personally. Uh, yeah, that that that'd be uh that'd be my best guess. But in terms of the cross the cross band thing, the uh, I think that's a very good idea. Oh, honestly. that would definitely be yeah, a good I idea. I think that's a very phenomenal idea because I mean Phil brings up a phenomenal point where it's just like you know you get banned here, then you can just go over there and just keep on doing the shady shit that you're doing, you know. So uh, yeah, that's that's a great idea. Now, if only we can use that against all the Chinese gold farmers. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Uh, you know, let's uh, you know, let's let's continue to have this conversation involving uh, Xbox here because there was uh, there was initially some reports that came out 
And then the reports turned around where Microsoft confirmed said reports that they actually discontinued Xbox One production in the end of 2020. So all throughout 2021, they focused on production for the Series X and the Series S, which is also why we've actually been able to see Series S's in store. I mean, you saw one recently. I finally saw one. Yeah, he sent it to me. He's like, they do exist. (laughs) (laughs) I took a picture of it. I couldn't believe it. I've been walking by that section for like a year. Yeah. I mean, if I go to... One of the game shows I've been going to lately. Pretty sure the Series X may still be there. <laughs> okay. I mean, for 700 yeah, maybe. Uh, but, you know, while, they, while they're doing that, though, and they're focusing on the Series, which is now the fastest-selling Xbox console ever as of now, um, PlayStation, on the other hand, they're actually picking back up production on PS4s for this year because of how brutal the shortage is. Because, you know, like, the thing is when it comes to the four consoles here, right, the Xbox Series S and the Series X use different components, and yeah. that's what creates the cheaper price point. PlayStation 5, PlayStation 5 Digital, not so much. It's just one just has a dish tray. There's not much differences between them, so that's why there's such a still a brutal shortage on PlayStation 5 as a whole versus Xbox Series. Well, at least you can get a Series S pretty easily. I mean, I could probably check my phone right now and probably find a Series S to buy here locally, like within probably... 40 miles where there would be like a, you know, a Best Buy or whatever. I mean, yeah. I, mean I, I probably could. Uh, so them picking back up PS4 production going through all of this year is very interesting to me, uh, especially with like some of the bigger titles that we know are coming out. Only on PS5. Only yeah. on PS5. Yeah, because that's what I was mentioning to you when we were briefly talked about it earlier is because uh, one of the games coming out this year that I was, that I'm looking forward to is for Spoken. Yes, and at least on uh, at least on the the website for it, PS Five PC. Yep, and that it's like that's what re- kind of really hit it home for me because I was like, oh shit, because I'm playing on PC now. Mm-hmm. That while that may be a game that I was looking at as like more of a kind of a sit back and enjoy kind of game, like uh, like on my on my PlayStation, no. Not so much now. And with this as well, I find it kind of interesting because Xbox was going into this generation. They were very like open of like cross gen stuff. You know, they were very like pushing that narrative while Sony originally was kind of trying to make that fine line. And now it's like the roles are reversed. Because Sony was always against cross gen for the longest time. Yes. Yes, and, you know, the only reason they're doing cross-gen is just out of necessity. Yeah. Uh, And this is also why I still believe all the reports that uh, a new model of PS5 is coming out this year. I mean, they're going to, I think, I mean, like I said, it's not going to be some new PS5. It's just going to be a PS5 with different uh, chips in it that are more readily available because what, you know, the chips they've been using is just the, they're not there. Yeah. It's just not available. So I do find it interesting that, uh, you know, PS4s are going to continue in stock um, for the remainder of this year. Because I know it was already, like, I think early last year. It was pretty much, like, the end of 2020. uh, PlayStation already completely cut off production of PS4 Pros, which I, I can get that because it's, like, why buy a PS4 Pro for this price when you can get the same price PS5 digital. That was that was the point. But now it's just like 
you know, maybe the PS5, maybe the PS4 Pro is, you know, you know, I know they're not going to pick back up production on it unless unless they are and it wasn't specified in this article because I didn't see that it mentioned that. You know, my first thought is I'm thinking of some of these games coming out, you know, playing on a just a regular PS4. I'm thinking of like a God of War or Horizon mm-hmm. Forbidden West or what if they put Forspoken on the PS4? I doubt they would, uh, but what if they do that? I mean, uh, one oh. game that actually wasn't supposed to be on the PS4 <laughs> that's coming to the PS4 is Gran Turismo 7 yeah. uh, in March, right? I think March. Uh, when that was originally revealed, that was that was PS5 only. That was not supposed to come to PS4, yeah. and they, they backtracked on that. So who's to say they're not going to backtrack on other games, which how well are those games going to run? So it, it's going to be very fascinating to watch what Sony does throughout this year with the PS4 right Watch now. as all these games cyberpunk it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> I will say, what a fucking boss move by Microsoft, though, to be like, we're just not going to tell anybody, and we're going to have a full year of making these, like, focusing on just these consoles, and then maybe they'll notice, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll be just be like, hey, what's going on? Why are these suddenly starting to show up everywhere? Hey man, that is a boss move. Microsoft's Microsoft's honestly just been making all of the right moves uh, for this generation, which is which which is great because yeah. Xbox One generation. While I know you're a big fan of it, I mean it's it was really like the weakest generation of Xbox that it's had for a few different reasons. Uh, and PS4 dominated the generation; it wasn't even close. So my, you know, right now, series man, you know, I mean, I, I've you know, leading up to the series release, I was already thinking that. Xbox was going to have a very good generation because of a few different things. Bethesda obviously did help with this, yep. uh, but man, Xbox is making all the right moves right now. Uh, I think I think they're being set up for a, a very good generation, and you know, but like that is a very boss move just to cut production and spend a full year just focusing on the new stuff. And I mean, if they spent a full year, I would highly expect, seeing as all of us have slowly been seeing them just random spots, that by holidays this year they'll probably actually be fairly consistent in stores to a point. Yeah. It's just the Series X that won't be consistent. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's you know, that's the only downside. But Series S at least, I mean, I still think Series S is a good is a good purchase for someone who's just wanting to get into it that doesn't super care about having physical games. I yeah. mean three hundred dollar price point for what that console can do, that is a phenomenal price point. Why phenomenal you, entry point. Why would you want physical games? Shut up, if John. They, I like w- physical wait, games. Let me finish the statement. Why would you want physical games if they're not retro? Because I like my physical games, okay? I'm weird. Take up space. They do take up space, but I like the space that it takes up. Let me enjoy my physical games. No. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I want, the last thing that I, I want to say on this um, is with this news happening and them saying the production is now starting back up on PS4s, that does bring the question, exactly how far behind are you on the PS5s? Probably quite a bit. That that's my guess. Like yeah. it, I can only imagine how far behind they are right now on it. Well, you got to think they're openly going back on what they said they were going to do. Yep. Which means we're nowhere close to them being able to 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 say we're good. We can we can we can start stocking stores and everything again. Yep. Yeah. This is enough that whatever their loss margins or whatever whoever had to plan that out, it's fallen under that. <laughs> And they have to very publicly go, yeah, something has gone wrong. Right. And things aren't working out. And it may not be on Sony's side at all. It may just be on manufacturer's side of pieces they need. So Yeah. 
and to my understanding, that's all it is, is that it's on the just on the the pieces that they need is the problem. Yeah, but which kind of like what you said, you've been talking about them coming out with a new PS Five, just basically a PS Five that doesn't use the hardware that they can't get. Yep, kind of like the the Series S. Uh, uh, S. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of makes you think. It would have been nice if it was something that was thought of on the front end, kind of like Microsoft had it, but that could just be looking at it from where we're at now and just realizing maybe you were right. Maybe Microsoft is just making some pretty good moves right now. They really are. <laughs> and with with all of this as well, another uh, thought that I have is that I feel like it just further pushes back whatever this new Nintendo console is going to be, if the new Nintendo console is going to be higher in power, which I firmly, firmly believe it is because they are very fucking aware of just how little power their console has at this point because of just the amount of games that aren't on the console. That would be great to be on the console uh, or it takes so much time to be on there. When it does get on there, it's got to be a cloud version or whenever it does come, it kind of sucks ass, you know? Uh, so that this also tells me how far behind is going to be this new Nintendo console. Is it going to be 2023? I saw one uh, report a few days ago where uh, there was an insi- uh, insider believing that it could be 2024 before you get to see a new Nintendo console. So it, it, it's wild. My, Just bring my the Chris, GameCube back. I'm here for that. <laughs> Just start it's, production back on the GameCube, please. <laughs> it's a it's a GameCube, but it's a handheld GameCube that you walk around with the cube. <laughs> You know, and, and the buttons and everything are on the sides. You say that as a joke, John. As he was talking about this, all I could think is, it's a GameCube, but you can fold it into a phone. <laughs> Man, I, I don't think I don't think that I don't think that's how shapes work. I mean, it isn't. It isn't, John. But we got to look towards the future. I mean, it's Nintendo. I mean, they 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 sold you cardboard with Labo. They're gonna come up with something <laughs> something wild. Uh, I still can't understand the fucking Labo. Didn't sell me no damn cardboard. <laughs> didn't sell it to me either. But I didn't have know. a Switch back then, so I had no reason to go buy a Labo. Speaking of the GameCube and just like the portable, I, th- I I always think it's funny anytime I see like some old like GameCube ads pop up where someone uses it as a meme, where it's just like. Nintendo really thought everyone was going to actually be just carrying a GameCube around because, like, every ad puts so much emphasis yeah. on that fucking handle. Well, that damn handle. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like they really thought everyone was going to be carrying it around all the time. I mean, I didn't, but the few times I did, I mean, that handle was fucking handy. It did come in handy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let, let, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, all right, so uh, early access for a game that I know Zach's been really excited for since Summer Game Fest came out. Uh, Zach, you got a chance to check it out. You told me, Anna yeah. Cruz. How is uh, how is it? Is it living up to any hopes, expectations that you had when it was it's revealed? It's rough the summer- right now. All right, well, all right, cool. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a good thing it's an early access, but it's really rough right now. I mean, main basis of it is Left 4 Dead in Space. Okay. You got four survivors who... There really is no story explanation. Apparently, aliens showed up on the world and sort of taken over, and you're just running from airlock to airlock. Like, there's so far, there's been no story explanation. So, I have no idea what's going on in the setting. Four people in sort of like this. I could never think of what genre style it is, but the same art style and design style is like what Deathloop had. Okay. I can never think of what that style is called, 
but it's that sort of type of style with sort of think like space of space setting pretty much almost reminds me a bit of like Jetson's clothing stones, some stuff, how it's got set up and you got these four people running from airlock to airlock doing stuff. I mean, it's rough right now. I could see where it could be very entertaining and whatnot, but it's sort of rough and clunky right now. Like, uh, there is no very visible guiding of where you need to go. Mm-hmm. So there's not really any character voicing that's sort of helping you, direct you if you're not going the right way. Um, not not even like usual, usual cues of like some sort of emergency lights or a brighter area versus others. Everyone not and it's a decent sized map usually each way too. So there's plenty of hallways and corridors to run through and everything just find stuff but not be the right way. Like during one of the levels there's this whole section of just these like single cubicle cabins that every single door is open almost. And for the most part they're just dead ends into the cute um living areas and maybe you find an item most of the time you didn't. So it was just a constant walking in these until we figured out if there was anything worth a damn in them or if there's pointless. Mm-hmm. So there's a ton of extra open doors for some reason. And all the guns feel weird. Okay. So if there's a shotgun, an assault rifle, a SMG, and a pistol are the main four weapons. They like sp- Base They're weapons. plasma weapons. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's all plasma based except for and there's also three special weapons. A Tesla gun, which as anyone understands, it's just a yep. lightning coil gun. Yep. Standard. An auto turret. And then um a laser there's just straight laser gun. And which and it gives you no real context of how any of these really work. It just gives you a <coughs> reticle. Like, the Tesla one was fairly understanding if you know what a Tesla coil is. Mm. It gives you a big old square box as a reticle, and anything in it gets zapped. The laser was just a straight line, and it's literally just a straight line. Like, it has no real effects right now, just the red line. So I was just, like, waiting for something. I was like, it's such a tiny red line, I was thinking that it was going to, it was like a charge-up thing and shoot. No, oh. it's just that tiny red line you just got. Oh, is it like a continuous beam yes. that does damage? Yes. Or is, and it's, like it's super, supposed super to, small. I assume? Yes. Okay. And like it's it's uh, <clears throat> pencil thin, so like. Oh, so it's, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. So it was, it's a, so thin that I thought it was a charge up thing versus just a straight laser. Where so, it's like you're kind of like, it's like a charge up thing where it's almost kind of like like pick your target sort of thing. Where do you yeah. want it? Okay, okay. It, it'd, be, it'd be like it'd be like when you just tap the trigger on a Spartan laser. Yeah, that's that's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, that's exactly the what it's like. And it took me forever to. I was like, Amy was like, nothing's happening. Then I finally hit someone. Was like, oh, what the? Fuck? It's been shooting the entire time. <laughs> it, it was bad because I wasn't able to watch my ammo count either because it was during a random mob spawning. But like. We'll say that's underwhelming for a laser. Yeah, yeah it's super <laughs> underwhelming. Te- the Tesla qu- gun felt good just because it's just if something hits, it's a drop. <laughs> and then the auto turret, I mean, it's an auto turret. You set it up and it just goes to town. Yeah, it does its thing. Um, That one could use a little bit more work, though, because like I set it up and started using it, but I didn't see really any noticeable effects. 
at least versus like big waves. If it was like I just set up in a room and there was some, it dropped them. But during like big waves, it was helping, but there was no real noticeable effect for me to be like, yes, this was worth picking up and carrying around. Yeah, so it just it doesn't. So it sounds like is one of your three special weapons feels impactful and the other two are just there. Yes. I mean, they do their job. It's just they're not noticeable. Yeah, they do their job, but they're not well enough to be considered a special weapon. Yes. Um, out, of the mo- out of the guns, the one that felt the most solid to me was the shotgun. It's a shotgun. Yeah. It does its thing. Spray and pray. It's hard to fuck up a shotgun. <laughs> um, and then you get the Halo Infinite shotgun. Yeah. That's great. What are you talking about? You sh- you shit on that thing so much when you I, first played. I didn't know how to use it. And now he does. <laughs> the SMG's not bad. Um, the assault rifle is a bit interesting to me because hip firing isn't bad in this game, but if you play a lot of shooters, you're more likely to go down to iron sights. And... The only thing I don't like about the assault rifle, it's more or less a holographic scope on it. So it zooms in way too much for how close quarters of the game this is since it's an alien zombie-ass game. So everything's in your face. (laughs) And um, I don't know. I've slowly become part of the three-round burst person, and it's full auto. That's just a personal preference. Yeah. So that's all the guns, and then there's the pistol, and, I mean, it could be better. It takes way too many shots to kill something with a pistol in a game like this. Yeah, I will say, when, when, you're, when you're talking about, like, the, the iron sights on it, like, mm-hmm. having the, having the like, hollow scope on it, man, it, there's something about games when it's, like, the hip fire doesn't feel great. So you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I guess it's an iron sights game. And then you hit it, and you're like, oh, fuck. That's exactly, <laughs> as soon as I, the first time I picked up the plasma rifle, I went, all right, zoom. Ah, shit. Yeah, because there's, there's, <laughs> there's some shooters, like uh, Payday 2 was the biggest one for me. I don't think after, like, two hours in that game, I don't think I've ever looked down the sights nope. of a gun. Nope. I knew I knew where the bullet was on my monitor, and, and all I had to do was aim in that general direction, and I was good. Payday 2 has phenomenal hip firing. But it's like, and then other games, it's like you try to hip fire, and you're like, you're looking this way, and a bullet went that way. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the hip fire is not bad. It's just not not as consistent as yeah, you would like it. It's it's not not consistent enough to be as useful as. Yeah, and so, so I mean, the game is really rough, and I mean, it's an early access, so I can see potential in it. Uh, but again, like during my entire, I only played through one of what they're calling episodes. They released this with three episodes. They're planning to have five at full release, and again. <coughs> No idea what any story is. The characters have some voice lines at the moment, but not enough for me to grow attached to any characters. Um, guns are, for the most part, underwhelming. Level mapping, at least help guiding the player on where they need to go, is not the greatest. Like one of the, and like one of the later parts of the first episode, and it's sort of finishing as sort of a sprint to the safe to the safe room. They call them safe room, but they're just giant airlocks. <laughs> um, is because for some reason this sh- ship they're on has a giant garden area, and you get to the big garden area, and as soon as you drop down, it's just endless horde, and you have to run through the flowers. Well, you can follow the path, but it takes you 
really convoluted ways when it's much quicker to just run straight through the flowers and everything and just it wasn't great and just how all it went down because as soon as you drop just horde no real warning or anything just need to drop horde so does it, it does it feel more like they were this has been released to kind of show like hey we did make a game that you can play more or less as so far as I felt is <laughs> This is our game. This is the very core mechanics. Yeah. It's like, this is what the game is based around. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you like this. Hopefully you like this style before we really invest a lot more time on it. Yeah, because I assume they're going to be finishing up the last two episodes and doing a little polish here and there Mm -hmm. with people seeing as they're allowing this in early access. The one thing I sort of did like was the revive mechanism. I I like and hate it because... (laughs) What it is, when someone dies, I don't know how it chooses. I don't know if there's something you can pick pick up where somebody dies or if it just gives it to one of the teammates. They get a little injector, which upon activating it, it starts reviving that team member. But it revives them wherever you hit it. So if you're running from a horde and just unfortunately hit it, they're going to start reviving. And as long as someone's alive, they will revive. And they just re- revive just in the middle, could revive just in the middle of a hallway where there's a horde running through. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. I was, I was sitting here, and I'm like, you were saying you liked it, and I'm like, what, so they're not just found on a wall or something? No, you're just suddenly alive in a, in a hallway. Yeah, no, you just, it's, it's space, so you have a technology that just lets you reconstruct somebody's molecular uh, body. Sure. My, the thing I like about it is just you're able to, Easily choose where they respawn. Yeah, you're not stuck. It's not like you see them through a wall over there, and it's like, okay, well, now I have to run over there, find my way up, and let them out. Yeah, you got to fight your way. You can actually set up a defense to allow them to respawn if you want to. Yeah. I do got to say their ideas for their special aliens are actually very intriguing. Um, So they have one which is (laughs) literally called the Grabber, and it has... Very, it has four long arms, and from a certain distance, it can just snag someone and just start snacking on them. Very classic. They have the classic brute, which is your big beefy boy who's going to smash everyone's face and take a lot of bullets. You, the two that are actually find interesting is, uh, well, there's one other one called the Gooper, which, which <laughs> what a name, yes, which it shoots goo. <laughs> And the, the, wherever the goo hits, it slows the, down your team. And if you actually hit directly with it, it covers you in the goo that has to be shot off. Because there's no melee in this game, by the way. Which really oh, messed melee? me up. There's no melee. That messed me up so that bad. That seems really Fuck. weird. <laughs> instead, of, instead of melee, every character has this pulse shield that has three charges before it has to recharge. And it just pulses everything away you and around you in a 360 area. Okay. Yeah. It, it took me the longest time to figure it out because I was hitting everybody and trying to melee and nothing happened. And then I saw other characters using the pulse shields like, oh. That's. <laughs> I mean, oh. it's it's useful, but it's an it inter- feels so good to melee. It's an interesting take on it, but melee in these style games is kind of a central aspect for the most part. Yeah, but um, yeah, you have to shoot off the goo to free whoever got hit by it. And the two I actually find interesting, which are all slight pain in the ass, is... The spawner, which spawns a um, bunch of seeds 
that roll around to f- attack the survivors and actually pop up and become turrets and shoot at the survivors. Okay, that's cool. They, that is very cool. It's annoying as hell, but it is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is the uh, flasher, which the flasher I like is because it is very cinematic. Because the flasher is just this big, orange, ultraviolet radiating alien that just suddenly is shows up, and you get nice music with it, and until you kill it, just hordes of aliens are attracted to it and come to attack you. Okay. So it's very a cinematic because the first time I saw it was was going through a <clears throat> more or less engineer extra area where there's a bunch of piping and whatnot in close quarters. And I just see around the corner this giant orange light coming to me <laughs> down the hallway. I was like, what the hell is that? I just hear, flasher. I was like, what? And I see a <laughs> horde coming out from behind. I was like, oh, what the? F-? <laughs> what the? F-? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, I mean, those two, I actually very like their mechanics and everything. Um, the only thing bad thing about the flasher well, actually, no, now that I think about it, it's not really bad. It's actually sort of fit. It forces the party to have to rush through the horde to kill it since they don't stop until the flasher's dead. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's my overall take on it. It's very core mechanics. I can see where a good game could come out of this. They're just trying to sell you on the core mechanic from the yeah. sound of it. But as it stands right now, it's pretty rough. I wouldn't suggest it to anyone unless you really <laughs> just want to try it. Um, unless you just want to see what they got cooking. Yeah. The other thing which I just remembered is their version of the witch, which is called the seed, in which they need something for it because more or less what the seed is is just a bunch of giant pods. I don't know really what... Literally, it's just seed pods just in the fucking way. And if anyone shoots it, and when I say pods, we're talking like there's probably about eight to ten of these suckers. And if you shoot, accidentally shoot near it, it activates them, and they just rush and beat the shit out of whoever shot them. So you just have these giant pods that just beat the shit out of you. And they take quite a bit of bullets. They move around a lot, so it's hard to lock onto them. And honestly, before you're on them, there's usually no visual cue or voice line cue. So you can set these off very easily on accident with no clue. So that, that seems to be a big aspect that they're missing across the board. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll continue to see how the game goes. Uh, do we know a quarter release? They have no actual full release date at this time. That's sounds like it sounds like that's probably for the best right now. Probably. Yeah. While they while they just continue to kind of work things out, but. I mean, I, I mean, I, I will say one thing. Uh, I don't think it's a bad decision what they've done to throw it out in early access. Because again, like I said, it's just trying to sell you on the core mechanic. I mean, an early access isn't a bad thing because we have plenty of games that stay in yeah. early access for years. That yeah, that's true. That's true. Because when you think about it, just uh, GTFO just recently fully released what it was, November, December. Uh. It was during the uh, Game Awards. Okay, was it? Yeah, because that's when they announced. Oh, the, you're right. That's when they announced the yeah. 1.0. Yeah. So GTFO just came out, and that was an early access for years. Well, just Same think thing. about it. Seven Days to Die is still an early access. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Fortnite was in its beta for like what two years, three years. Yeah. So, 
No, I mean, uh, like I said, I definitely think it's good that they, they went ahead and released an early access just to sell you on the core mechanic while they continue to polish stuff up. Yeah. Um, last talking point we have here for the day is we did get a 13-minute Pokemon Legends gameplay trailer. This is probably the last thing that we'll get for Pokemon Legends until release. Uh, from the time of the recording, we have 13 days until the game comes out. Um, you know, the, this gameplay trailer didn't really, in my opinion, show you a, a whole lot of new things. It is kind of further pushed what they've already shown, uh, like the two different fighting styles. Uh, d- you know, they showed you the different. I mean, the one thing they did show, they did show some like some quest stuff. You know, yeah. that, that mm-hmm. is one thing they did show. Well, I, I feel like they they showed you what you thought it was. Yeah. Before they they basically confirmed it, confirmed a lot of it for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shut uh, off the quest, the crafting mechanic. Yep. Yeah, which the crafting is, I, I, I'm actually a fan of that. I, I like the idea of the crafting of it rather than like have like going around and just, okay, well, I'm out. Let's go to the mart and get some more balls or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it becomes very like nonsensical after a certain point yeah. in the game. Uh, <clears throat> but the other, the other thing that was nice was they, the way they, they talked and explained about the, uh, like the aggressive Pokemon sneaking up behind them. Yeah. I, like I trying just, to sneak up on them and throw a ball at them. Like you get your one chance and then it's going to attack. Yep. I did sort of like that they actually showed off how the wild Pokemon were going to act in this game, seeing as in previous gameplays we've seen how they are aggressive, but we didn't know if it was going to all be like that or if it's going to be some, but it's going to be based on nature and level and things like that. And I'm going to catch me an Alpha Snorlax. Yeah, the Alphas <laughs> is an interesting <laughs> interesting take on it. I guess that's that's just going to be their version of like the stronger the stronger pokemon that you a, find as far as i'm aware from this tra- trailer is i assume it's just going to be that same pokemon just with the better stat increases yeah, it's like it'll, stat growth yeah it'll have the better better stats on it it'll and then probably from the sound of it be physically larger yeah not necessarily a win all be all cuz from the gameplay trailer it showed that they could be eat, beaten fairly easily as long as you set up right for to have counters mm-hmm. but so if you don't want to go after an alpha for your team you don't necessarily need them right i don't know i mean everything they showed i mean i, I i'm with you john on one thing i think the crafting mechanic is uh, that's an interesting um idea to bring in i mean the alpha stuff everything about it is interesting but at the same time I, I, I just can't get super hyped for it. I, I don't know why. I just can't. Like my, I'm very optimistic about it. I think this is a step in the right direction for Pokemon. Um, but my, you know, and I'm still buying it day one. I'm going to talk about it on the show, as I'm sure we probably all will. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm keeping my hype to a minimum uh, right now. You know, I don't, I don't want to go into it overhyped and potentially get disappointed. Because I get a lot of, like... I don't know if I'm the only one on an island with this. I've seen, I saw some other comments or people kind of said the same thing, but you know, I, I just get kind of like monster hunter Pokemon vibes here because I, it's not an open world game. It's like sections game as we kind of saw here. Yeah. So that, that's just kind of the vibe that I get. I guess it's because I'm just not a big monster hunter fan and I, I don't know. We'll, well see how it goes. I mean, like I said, I think this is a, a step in the right direction for Pokemon 100%. And I'll also say another thing, because naturally, it's fucking Pokemons. There's always going to be people, like, horribly bitching and trashing a game, right? That's just how you know how it goes every single time any release happens. The one most common complaint that a lot of people have, even after this trailer, is still how the game looks. You know, I think the game looks fine. I mean, look, do I, do I understand people's argument to want, like, this super amazing graphical game? Yeah, okay, that'd be great. But at the same time, the, the style they're 
they're going for. It's just fucking Pokemon. That, pers- that's the Pokemon style. Like, get I, over it. The way this one looks, where it's, I mean, it it it's not as it doesn't look as vibrant as the past games have been. This one, it's more muted tones. I like the the way this game looks more than some of the previous ones. I I like it. I think in terms of looks, it's fine. But I also just accept it in my brain that oh, this is a Pokemon style of game in terms of graphics and when the muted tones, it looks good to me. But naturally, everyone's gonna fucking bitch about it. Get over it. It's just yeah. the style. Yeah, the the two main things uh, left that I have on it is one, the uh, what what the hell are the they're like boss Pokemon called. Mm, whatever they are. Yeah, whatever they are. Just the bosses. Oh, yeah. Nobles? Yeah, nobles. nobles thank nobles. you. The noble boss fight, let me tell you, that looks tedious as fuck. And oh, it, it does. Did. Yeah. That looks tedious, and it looks like you're going to probably have to do it quite a few times Yep. from the sound of it. So depending on how long that actually takes or if, if it can be sped up in any way, I mean, I mean, going to do it. I'm going to have to do it. But it looks a little tedious to have to do. You're just not gonna enjoy it. The yeah, it's like time. it's like I'll I'll do it, but after about the third time, I'll probably be annoyed by it. Uh, and then the other thing was, you you referenced like Monster Hunter uh, with it. That's the interesting thing is they showed off quests. They showed off like uh, the wild Pokemon. They showed off like the different ways to travel. There's no talk of story. Yeah. So here's. The only, the only thing that, only reservation I kind of have is, what are we doing? All they've said is you're gonna take quests to observe Pokemon, in the region. Okay, but what am I doing? To my understanding, all your goal is is to complete the Pokedex. That is literally it. Yeah, that's all I've really now because like the like in terms of what you're saying, how there's been no talk of story. You're right. The only mention of story they had in that trailer is like. Oh, and yeah, you know, you can mark stuff on your map and, you know, di- different quests, like this quest here, you know, helps progress the story. But it's just like, okay, that's great, but, like, what's the story? Well, that's that's the thing. <laughs> it's like, because every other Pokemon game is, is okay, get your Pokemon, go beat the, go do the gym challenge, beat the Elite Four. And this one, it's like, am I, am I just going out in the world and playing? What am I doing well, here? Well, for what, the little bit we know... <coughs> Apparently, part of some survey team for the region. Oh yeah. Well, so all I've got is like you're going to be surveying the region. I assume helping set up camps and whatnot, and then just observing the Sinnoh region's Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a a strange departure, but I mean, I'm I'm down for it right now. The the this trailer made me a little more excited for it. I've been kind of muted on it. Uh, for the most part, I mean, it's been one of my anticipated games. The trailer makes me a little more excited for it because it showed it, it showed off some of what I was curious about. Mm-hmm. So now, now, like I said, my main thing is, what am I doing in the game? But I, that's just something I'll figure out when I get in it. Yeah, to my understanding, it's just completing the decks is your primary objective. Like when you can actually complete the decks. That's when um, Arceus will get involved. Uh, I've I've seen some rumors and leaks and reports that, like, a key focus of the story will be on the almighty Sinnoh that's been referenced. And, you know, we've seen it a couple times. Like, uh, an NPC mentioned the almighty Sinnoh, which apparently is just Dialga or Palkia. I have no idea. Um, Well, the weird thing is, like, they have a, a Diamond and Pearl clan. Yeah, I know. I was just like, 
Well, that was sort of shoehorned in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're part of the Galaxy Survey team, and then there's the two influentials, Clan Pearl and Clan Diamond. Oh, man, that's classy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, I, I, think, I, I do think the game is going to be fun. Uh, I just, I, I don't know, it's just, I guess, a gut feeling that it's not going to, like, absolutely blow me away, but it's going to be a very fun game. Yeah, that that's just kind of a gut feeling. I can't really explain fully into details. It's just, I mean, it does look fun. I like I said, I think it's a step in the right direction. I just don't think it's gonna fucking blow my underpants off or anything. I'm just gonna have a fun time. I'm probably gonna get very annoyed by the nobles, uh, like you were saying. It, lo- it looks very fucking tedious, and I'm probably gonna get annoyed. But I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, like I said, this will probably be the last uh, trailer. That last like trailer where we actually get to really see anything before the game comes out. So I imagine like we won't get to see like uh, uh, the starter who see uniforms before the game comes out. Probably not. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they look like. Most of us want to see what uh, Samurai looks like. Really excited for that. I mean, this is just my precursor to Dynasty Warriors Empires. That's coming out in February. Yep. Right? Yep. Very excited for February because we have uh, 34 days to Horizon Forbidden West. And I'm so, so excited. Make a great time. I see you keep tweeting about that. I'm excited for the game, man. I'm very, very excited. Everything that everything they continue to show on the game just gets me more and more excited for it. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for to pick that game up, play it for a weekend. Yeah. I really wanted the uh I really wanted the uh special edition because the steelbook case looks dope as shit. But I'm not I'm not trusting anyone. <laughs> not not after not after what Target's done to me the last few times. <laughs> I'm not trusting anyone. I'm just gonna fucking just get the game. Dude, speaking of dope dope uh game cases, oh, yeah. that that Project Triangle strategy like special edition or collector's edition that you sent me looks fucking cool. Yeah. Probably I like I don't know if I'm committed enough to get it, but that's how damn I feel. does it look good. He didn't really care for it. I showed it to him. He didn't really care for it. I mean the still book like look nice in the metal dice. I mean, I could care less about the other stuff. Well, you're also not excited about the game. Correct. <laughs> and it's the stuff now, that's cool for the people now, who want the game. if you find a limited edition Metal Slug Tactics, we'll talk. Okay. Well, I'll let you know. I'll send it to you first the moment I see it if it happens. Uh, but no, like what you said about Triangle Strategy, John, that's kind of how I feel towards that edition. Is I don't know if I'm committed enough to the game to get that. Because I also didn't see a price point on that. I have not seen a price for that yet. Yeah. That's also the problem, but I imagine it's, it's going to be kind of expensive naturally. Uh, but I'm very, I'm still very excited for Triangle Strategy. Uh, you know, I'm very, I'm right, re- I'm ready for that game to come out. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun, but and that edition does look cool. That steel book is what got me. The steel book looks really, really cool. I mean, the steel book looked nice. Yeah, I'm a sucker for a good steel book. But anyway, uh, I feel like that does it for the show, yeah. uh, boys. Any, you know, any other thoughts on the shit we talked about? Anything at all? No, not particularly for me. No, it'll it'll just be interesting to to see how far Sony has to backpedal right now. That's true. That's true. I'm curious how far it's going to actually be. That's something that's going to be very <laughs> fun to watch over the next few months. Uh, also, f- speaking of Sony and fun to watch over the next few months, I'm seeing a lot of reports right now, and I mentioned this to you on I mentioned this on Anime yeah. Plus. Uh, next month, we could see the reveal of whatever Project Spartacus is um, because. Um, uh, they've started pulling like the PS Now cards from stores and shit. Mm-hmm. So you know, I've seen reports that next month we could see this Project Spartacus, uh, as they've dubbed it, which is this whatever this new t- subscription tier program is going to uh, be. Um, that's going to compete with Game Pass. 
So it could be a month and we see it. But them starting to pull PlayStation Now cards um, in retail stores is uh, very, you know, it's it's telling that it's on the way. It's, yeah. com- it's coming very, very soon. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what it's going to involve, you know, from what we've seen from, like, the Bloomberg report. You know, PSP, PS1, PS2 games. Uh, PS3 was not really mentioned, but it's still on the slate. I feel like the P- for PS3 games, I- I'm wondering how much they would actually really change the formula that they have now and just make it where it's you just stream the games like you do currently on PS Now. But, see, that, that would be kind of disappointing because, like, I, I, while I have not tried PS Now personally, I know people who have, and they've all said that it fucking sucks. It does. The streaming for it is terrible. It's the servers rough. are dog shit. Well, that's one of the things we talked about is just changing it to have the ability to download the game rather than make me stream the game. Yeah. And I'm much more likely to to attempt your service. Exactly. Yeah, because I had PS Now for a while to actually... Because I would think that was, I picked it up to try and play the Sly Cooper series because for some reason I wanted to play that. And it took me forever to beat the first game just because I kept getting dropped. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> so th- that's also going to be interesting what they do with PS1 and PS2 and PSP is like, can we download them like on Game Pass? Or is it just going to be streaming? Because if it doesn't give you the option to download it, then Game Pass is still the winner. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, while granted, Sony has an unbelievable catalog of games that would be really cool to go back and revisit. If I can't download it, it's it's not it's not competition. I'm sorry, it's not. But yeah, I mean, hell, I went through the other night with one of my buddies, and we just started downloading games on Game Pass to to try out. Mm-hmm. It's like game. It's like we're we're just basically flipping through, going, uh, "What about this one? Yeah, yeah, let's give it a shot. Let's download it. If it don't work, what's the harm?" Yeah, exactly. And so I don't know. Looking forward to seeing what Project Spartacus is going to be, uh, and if it, it will be an actual three tier program price point on that. What each tier will actually consist of, but it is coming very soon with them pulling the PS Now uh, physical cards from stores. It is on the way very very soon. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up the show now. I'll hit the music. We can work our way out of here. Last thoughts, last words. So. Thank you for watching if you've gone this far. It, it does help, and we appreciate it. You can, Sorry. What the heck? I actually hit this. <laughs> Sorry. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, whatever your platform allows. It does help. If you like what's going on, you can hit that subscribe, and it'll help us out there on YouTube. If you want to know when anything's uploaded, you can hit the bell, and it'll let you know anytime we upload anything, whether it be this show, Animan Plus, talking about movies, stuff, the other trash can. Um, yeah, <laughs> youtube.com slash sparky3. Uh, yeah, if you've made it to the end of the video, thank you very much. Do everything Zach said, and uh, hopefully, you'll be here next week. Yeah, hopefully, you will be here next week. And, like, you know, make sure to go check out the other shows, Animan Plus. Uh, the episode of Animan Plus that's about to come out is, uh, is a pretty good one, it's a lengthy one, like this one is. But uh, Zach and I talked about a lot of episode ones for a lot of uh, new animes that just popped out. We definitely appreciate a listen there. Plus, terrible football show in the playoffs and everything. Good stuff there. And then talking about movies and stuff whenever we release episodes. Uh, And like I said at the beginning, we're up to something. So stay tuned uh, because it's very exciting. I cannot wait to release it to the world for you guys to see what we have cooking. Because it is probably like, I mean, it's the the biggest thing that we've done so far. It is. I mean, it it is legitimately a big deal. It is the next step for Sparky 3 and everything that we have on the way. So, I I mean, every time I look at it, I, I just get so like filled with excitement. I can't even begin to say I get giddy every time I look at it. I'm just like, oh, this is going to be great, dude. I'm so pumped. Uh, but anyway, that's going to be the end of it. Until next time, guys, have a good one. See you. Bye. See you.